It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, and welcome to the Saturday, September 2nd, 2023 edition of the Land Grant Tailgate Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Timonini, and welcome back to football season. As I have been doing since 2019, every single Ohio State football game this season, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest, whether you are watching from your couch, at a sports bar, or if you are cheering on the Buckeyes from inside the stadium. This afternoon at Memorial Stadium in Bloomington, Indiana, the number three Ohio State Buckeyes coached by Ryan Day will take on Tom Allen's Indiana Hoosiers in one of those weird conference game season openers that the Big Ten has become fond of over the past five or six years. Adding to the unusualness of the situation is the fact that the game will not be broadcast on Fox ESPN, ABC, or even the Big Ten Network. Instead, the Buckeyes and Hoosiers are breaking in a new broadcast partner as the game will air on CBS. That means that Brad Nessler, one of my faves, and Gary Danielson will be on the call with Jenny Dell on the sideline reporting. I had hoped that I would never have to listen to Gary Danielson call an Ohio State game when he stopped working for ESPN and ABC back in 2006. But the devil plays the long game, I suppose. Now, before we get too far into talking about the Ohio State game, I want to let you know about an incredible offer from the Fans First Sports Network, which we here at Land Grant are a part of. Obviously, if you were listening to this, you are a college football fan, but I'll go out on a limb and say that you're just probably a football fan in general, and if so, you have to listen to this. The Fans First Sports Network is giving away four tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice 
up to $5,000. And what's even better is it could not be more simple. All you have to do is go to contest.fansforsports.com, fill out your information, and you're set. Once you've done that, you've been officially registered to win the four free tickets to any week one NFL game. So keep this podcast going. Head over to contest.fansforsports.com, enter your email address, and then you've got a shot at seeing your favorite team open up its NFL season. Now hurry because the contest does end on September 4th. So make sure that you go to contest.fansforsports.com and enter your information before the end of the weekend. Anyway, as always, the game can be heard on both 97.1 FM and 1460 AM in Central Ohio and on dozens of affiliates around the state. Where the best in the business, the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels, will be on the call, along with Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary and Matt Andrews on the sideline. As of recording time, the forecast shows 86 degrees under mostly cloudy skies in Bloomington at kickoff, with temperatures remaining fairly steady throughout the course of the game. There apparently is no real chance of precipitation, with winds around 8 miles per hour coming from the south-southwest. Coming into the first full weekend of the season, Ohio State is ranked third in the AP poll and fourth in the coaches poll. One media member and one coach voted the Buckeyes as number one. While sports gambling has been legal in the state of Ohio since January 1st, and you could bet on either college football or Ohio State before today, this marks the first time that you can actually, legally, bet on Ohio State college football. So let's take a look at the lines for today's game. Ohio State opened as a 30-point favorite over IU, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, and that number has fade fairly consistent over the week, climbing to 30 and a hook as of recording time. The total points line opened at 60, but has fallen a smidge to 59. The Buckeyes' money line is negative 8,000, while IU's is plus 2,200, meaning that if you bet $100 on the Hoosiers to win straight up and they do pull the upset, you would profit 2,200 bucks. However, if you want to win $100 by picking the Buckeyes to win straight up, you will have to bet 8,000 smackers. On one hand, that hardly seems worth it, but on the other, it feels like pretty easy money, so if you want to make 100 bucks, all you gotta do is pony up 8K. Coming into the game, as far as we know, Ohio State is a pretty healthy team. While there have been injuries to a handful of players throughout camp, including Tyleek Williams, Davidson and Bignosen, and others, OSU comes into the game more or less like you would want them to after a grueling four-week camp. We are guaranteed to get more information on that front by 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time as the Big Ten has begun mandating that every team must supply an availability report to the public and the media at least two hours before the game, presumably to prevent otherwise private injuring information from being used for gambling purposes. Ohio State essentially already does this, but the thoroughness and depth of those reports has often been suspect, so we will see what the Buckeyes and Hoosiers actually disclose this afternoon, and I will be interested to see how the Big Ten handles the transparency that teams take into this practice. When Ohio State was not required to do anything like this, some of the information was vague at best, and oftentimes it was just misleading or incomplete. So if the conference office wants this to be an accurate and thorough representation of the availability of each team, perhaps we will finally get a little bit more information from Ryan Day and his staff. 
One thing we do know about Ohio State that we don't yet officially know about IU is who will be starting at quarterback. On Tuesday, Ryan Day announced that third-year QB Kyle McCord will get the ball first, but that sophomore Devin Brown will also play in the game. Day said that both signal callers had pulled ahead from the other at one point or another throughout camp, but over the past week or two, the more veteran McCord had distanced himself from Brown by remaining cool under pressure and not making mistakes. Something that, with the amount of offensive firepower that Ohio State has at its disposal, should be a pretty important thing for OSU's quarterback going forward. On the other side, Tom Allen has said that he knows who is going to start at quarterback today, but he would not disclose that until the team actually comes out onto the field. I don't know if that means for pregame warmups or actually for kickoff, but I suppose we will see. Now, despite that, the presumption is that Taven Jackson will get the start. Jackson is a Greenwood, Indiana native, but was part of the Tennessee Volunteers 2022 signing class. However, after one year in Knoxville and being edged out by former Michigan quarterback Joe Milton, he decided to come back home. Even if Jackson does start, though, many believe that the other quarterback, Brendan Soresby, will also play. Like Jackson, he is a second-year player, but Soresby was not nearly as highly recruited as Jackson was. Soresby was a three-star talent and ranked as the number 1,013th best player in the 2022 class, while Jackson was a four-star at 198th in the country. Despite that recruiting disparity, neither one has played practically at all. Jackson has thrown four passes, completing three, for 37 yards in his career. Soresby has completed three of his six attempts for a grand total of eight yards. Now, Devin Brown for Ohio State has not attempted a single pass in college, and even though Kyle McCord did start one game during his true freshman year, he's only attempted 58 passes in his two seasons in Columbus, completing 41 for 606 yards. But I think it's pretty clear that the Buckeyes are in a much better position with their signal callers, no matter what some random writer from Rivals has to say about it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, head over to Land Grant Holy Land's Twitter account and see my response to what was absolutely a ludicrous comment made by a football writer. Now, let's take a look at the series history between the two teams. Ohio State owns a 78-12-5 record against Indiana and is currently on a 28-game winning streak. That's because they've removed the vacated 2010 game, but let's be honest, we all saw that game. Ohio State won 38-10, we know they won, so it is 28 games whether some official record book wants to say it or not. The two teams tied at 27 in 1990. That's the last time that Ohio State did not win. And the last time that the Buckeyes lost to IU was in 1988 by a score of 41 to 7, the largest win by the Hoosiers in series history. During this 28 game win streak, Ohio State has won by an average score of 38.4 to 15 and a half. In the 20 contests in the 21st century, Ohio State has failed to score at least 30 points only once. In the very first year of the 21st century, when they beat Indiana 27-14 in 2001. During that same period, the Hoosiers have only scored 30 points or more twice in 2020 and 2012. Ohio State's largest margin of victory in the series came in 1957, when Woody Hayes' squad beat the Hoosiers 56 to nothing. All right, after a quick break, we will continue today's show with the game's advanced analytics, the rest of today's schedule, and predictions for this afternoon's outcome. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Okay, let's take a look at the advanced analytics. The Buckeyes come into the game as the second rated team in the SP Plus rankings from ESPN's Bill Connolly, while the Hoosiers are number 83. Ohio State has the number one preseason offense and the 12th ranked defense. Indiana has the 71st ranked offense and the 100th rated D. The problem with these preseason rankings is that in the transfer portal era, it is nearly impossible to accurately account for all of the moving pieces, especially coming into a program. By my count, the Hoosiers added 25 players via the portal this offseason, and now not all of them will start or even play today, but it is difficult to know what actually to expect from a squad constructed like that. Now, Connolly's model projects Ohio State to win by a score of 46 to 12. That would be just barely an under by a single point, but it would be a cover for the Buckeyes if you are using SP Plus for betting purposes. Connolly's model gives Ohio State a 97% win probability. Now, ESPN's Football Power Index, a completely different analytic system from the worldwide leader than Connolly's SP Plus, has Ohio State at number one and gives the Buckeyes a 31% chance to win the national title, the best odds in the country. Now, before I get into my prediction for the game, I want to run through the must-see games, not only from today, but for the rest of the holiday weekend. All times are, of course, Columbus time. The action will kick off at noon when Coach Prime takes his Colorado Buffaloes to visit number 17 TCU on Fox. And if you want to see what NBC and Peacock's new Big Ten broadcasts will look like, East Carolina will go up to Ann Arbor to take on the Jim Harbaugh-less Michigan Wolverines at noon as well. Now, at 3.30, the same time that the Buckeyes are playing on CBS, over on ABC, Boise State will travel to Seattle to take on the proud Big Ten program of the Washington Huskies, so that might be a decent second screener to watch this afternoon as well. Now, this one's a little off the map, but I will be tuning in to FS1 at 7 p.m. to see UTSA, University of Texas San Antonio, take on Houston. This one should be a lot of fun. Both of these two squads are, are some of the most entertaining G5 teams out there. And this is a rivalry to open the season, although I don't believe they have any future games scheduled because of all the realignment and things moving around. So we will see what happens after tonight's game. On ABC at 7.30, the Battle of the Carolinas will take place as the North Carolina Tar Heels and South Carolina Gamecocks face off in Charlotte. And then on NBC, West by God, Virginia will play number seven Penn State for the first time since 1992. Of course, the game of the weekend takes place on Sunday as the number five LSU Tigers meet up with the number eight Florida State Seminoles just about 25 minutes from my house here in Orlando, Florida. That game will take place on ABC at 7.30 p.m. Duke and Clemson will also play on Monday night, but I cannot in good conscience ever recommend watching a Clemson game. Okay, back to the Buckeyes. 
Given the uncertainty for the Buckeyes at the quarterback and offensive tackle positions, I would not be surprised if the offense takes a bit of a step back from its otherworldly highs over the past four seasons. But that's okay, because I believe that we will see a big step forward for the defense this year in the second season under defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. After a downturn early in Day's tenure in Columbus, the defensive side of the ball is starting to catch up to the offense a bit in terms of accumulating talent. With guys like JT Tuimaloau, Jack Sawyer, Michael Hall Jr., and Kenyatta Jackson on the line, with Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers at linebacker and presumably CJ Hicks ready to rotate in, things are looking pretty good in the box for the Buckeyes. Then the secondary sees 18-year-old Sonny Styles ready to become one of the best players in college football, and with Denzel Burke, Jordan Hancock, and Lathan Ransom all back and presumably healthy, I think this could finally be the year that the OSU defense reclaims the title of Silver Bullets. Of course, even if the offense isn't nearly as historic as it was under either Justin Fields or CJ Stroud, it's still going to be pretty damn good with the two best wide receivers in the country in Emeka Ekbuka and Marvin Harrison Jr., who, according to some reports, is actually an alien from outer space. I don't know who said that or wrote an article about it this week, but couldn't be me. It actually kind of was, but I also got some help from ChatGBT, so check that out. It's kind of fun. If you start to throw in Julian Fleming, Xavier Johnson, and true freshman Carnell Tate into that mix, that wide receiver group is practically unfair, and I'm absolutely here for it because I don't think there's any secondary who can keep up with that mix of talent in the entire country. And what makes that exciting is, is that the offense doesn't have to just rely on McCord getting the ball out to the pass catchers because running back Travion Henderson appears to not only be healthy, but really motivated after a disappointing sophomore season. So there's no reason to believe that he won't reassert himself as one of the best running backs in the conference and even the country. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the one concern for this team in my mind is the offensive line. With Josh Fryer becoming the full-time starting right guard, San Diego State transfer Josh Simmons taking over on the left side, and redshirt freshman Carson Hensman preparing to take his very first snap of college football at center, there are a lot of unknowns across that front for the Buckeyes. However, the unit does return veteran starters Donovan Jackson and Matthew Jones, and the group has been projecting a lot of confidence in recent weeks at media availabilities. But IU's head coach Tom Allen is a defensive guy, so I imagine that he will throw whatever exotic looks, stunts, blitzes, pre-snap movements, etc. that he can come up with at this new look line. Now, despite the talent differential in Ohio State's favor, I actually think that this could be a really important test for the line. If they can handle the Hoosiers' pressure, that should bode well for the season. It would also make, I think, a lot of people feel comfortable that they look pretty good in the opener, then they have two weeks to gel against Youngstown State and Western Kentucky before having to head to South Bend to take on Notre Dame on the 23rd. So I predict that Ohio State will rely a little bit more on the running game than it has in recent years. I think Travion Henderson will run for 150 yards and two scores, but that does not mean that the wide receiver core will be left out. I think that both Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Abuka will eclipse 100 yards, and that Carnell Tate will get his very first touchdown as a Buckeye in the game. So my final score prediction for the game is Ohio State 53, Indiana 13.
All right, that's all that we have for you today. As always, Land Grant will have you covered before, during, and after the game, both at LandGrantHolyLand.com and here in the podcast feed. I will be mashing buttons on Twitter during the contest, so please follow and share your thoughts at LandGrant33, your home for all of Land Grant's Ohio State news, analysis, and sarcasm. You can also follow me personally at BWWMatt on pretty much any social media platform. And if you're not already, please subscribe to Land Grant's one-of-a-kind podcast network. We are turning out one two, sometimes three different podcast episodes every single day that bring you the news, analysis, and discussions that you need to be the most informed and entertained OSU fan possible with unique voices, topics, and perspectives that you won't find anywhere else in the Buckeye podcasting universe. If you like what we're doing here on the Land Grant Podcast Network, please leave us a rating and review. We are still suffering a little bit in that department from three, four years ago during a completely different era of the Land Grant Podcast Network with completely different hosts. So we would really appreciate anything positive you have to say via either a rating or review. So with all of that out of the way, thank you again for listening. We will talk to you soon. And as always, go Bucks.